1: what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for wednesday december 6th 2023 the day before the game awards i'm one of your hosts blessing adio jr joining me is the Lacroix poppy himself aka tim ma fucking
0: gettys thank you for asking bless uh so i'm halfway through level 44 of pokemon go okay on my journey to 50 i'm getting there uh it's been a very uh strenuous journey you, uh, but we're well on our way
1: when you picked it up earlier mm-hmm. this year like yeah. you when you really picked it up earlier yeah. this what level were you
0: uh, i was level four no way yeah and now i'm 44 no I'm way, way 50 and it feels good it feels damn good i've decided i am not gonna wear the jacket until i hit 50 earlier i said once i hit 40 but i did that everyone oh, that. the chat's that, like that there's light no work. chance there's no way you could do this in in a couple months we did it in a couple months everybody believe in andrew goldfarb Believe in Tim Geddes. The road to 50 continues.
1: Congratulations, Thank you. Tim. We had no time to waste on this no episode time at all. because we have a lot of news stories. Mm-hmm. So many news stories that I had to take some news stories and take them out of a Roper report and put them into what I'm calling the pre-Roper report. Oh, right? wow! We got the pre-Roper report. Story number one in the pre-Roper report. Negative, negative BK two. World. BK World, DK World got a little, a little tease, and it was good. And it was good. It was real good. Barrett has it brought up here. Me and Tim are, um, well, I guess we don't have to live react to it because I'm sure both of us already saw it. But like, and I assume, I haven't watched KFG in the last, few episodes yeah i don't know if we've gotten to this we haven't and uh, okay. yesterday
0: i made sure to send it to the slack being like we got to talk about this tomorrow because uh you know it's we've known from the beginning that uh at least in japan universal studios that were going to be uh super nintendo world was going to include a, a mushroom kingdom area and a donkey kong area we saw the the blueprints we saw the schematics it was really exciting mm-hmm. getting a minecraft or minecraft Minecart roller coaster situation, uh, but seeing the teaser, did you watch it with sound and everything? I did watch it with sound. It's good. It's
1: man. so it's so good. It's, I mean, it reminds me of watching the movie and when you go from the like you know regular Super Mario Brothers. Peaches, Mushroom Kingdom area to then like getting to the, um, the Donkey Kong area and like how the whole vibe changes. Like they so well realize what the Donkey Kong world feels and looks like compared to the Mario world. And I get that same exact feeling from watching the teaser. It's really good.
0: The music's great. And so they're calling it Donkey Kong Country. Now I find that very interesting. I don't remember if it was on uh, a games cast that that, uh, I did with you uh, a couple weeks ago by Nintendo or if it was when I was on NBC. Mm -hmm. But we were talking about Donkey Kong uh, and what the future for for our our good friend is. Uh, will we get a Donkey Kong 64 type 3D game or will it go back to a 2D game? If we do get a 2D game, is it continuing the country series or is it going to be something different, right? Something mm-hmm. fresh, something new. And I was arguing that I think that they're done with the Donkey Kong country, like branding, that it would be Donkey Kong, something else after that. And um, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like here, they're using it's this. Now, this might just be a uh, Japan thing, you know, because like in Japan, sometimes the, the Nintendo franchises can be called slightly different things like Mario World being Super Mario Brothers 4 things like that. Yeah, 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 Um so we'll still see what the next game is but them calling Donkey Kong Country I was like it makes me happy.
1: It, it makes me happy too. Like I, I like the idea of it being like we're sticking with that right? Like Mario has World, Donkey Don Kong has Country, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Metroid has State. Like give give the, give these different brands their own things. Yeah. Um and yeah, like I, I don't think that takes away from the idea of Donkey Kong getting its like whatever the next thing for Donkey Kong being it being some kind of you know with Mario Brothers we got Mario, Super Mario Wonder, mm-hmm. and that's still, it's still kind of new Super Mario Brothers or new, yeah, new Super Mario Brothers, but it's still like, it's a detour, right? It's a it's a fun, fresh spin on it. I think they probably do a similar thing for Donkey Kong. I don't, what is that thing? I have no idea, right? Yarn is already taken. Yeah. <laughs> fucking <Shit>. paper, that's <laughs> paper it, man. scraps oh, been taken we'll by look Yoshi. paper scraps? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. fucking, it's like, mm-hmm. ah, well, Wonder has been taken by Mario, so yeah. what do they do with Donkey Kong? I'm sure they'll find something. The scraps, Donkey Kong scraps. Donkey Kong scraps. I oh, already made that, it was 64, sorry how fucking dare you, how fucking (laughs) dare you. Story number two for the pre-Roper report, Day of the Devs, Mm -hmm. it was a fun little stream. Not even a little, it was a fun stream. It was a big stream actually. Um, If you're unfamiliar with Day of the Devs, they highlight a bunch of cool upcoming indie games that happened this morning. And I wanna do a quick run through of some of my favorite announcements from hmm. Day of the Devs. Uh, I, wanna, I would love that. Big shout out to the homie, the one and only Chris Scolian over at Video Games Chronicle. Um, they have a whole article detailing everything announced at Day of the Devs, uh, the Game Awards 2023 edition. And uh, I went through their article real quick to like kind of check out, like, okay, what's everything that was there? And I got down four games here. Firstly, I want to start off with a game called Drag Her, hmm. which I'm going to control F Not what I expected. VGC. Uh, Drag Her, if you had to guess what Drag Her is, as we're early in the trailer. Don't want
0: to explain it don't want to explain
1: it, no. Dragger, <laughs> this 2d fighting game has a roster made up entirely of real life drag queens where you can fast forward oh, to the trailer when we get to the gameplay wow somehow this has taken even another twist to turn away from i expected okay cool yeah so like you get to it and yeah the gameplay is legitimately a fighting game where you're playing as real life drag queens that have been adapted into this game looks so, really cool um if you're somebody who's a big fan of uh drag queens right like You're probably going to recognize some of the names in here. Uh, Fighters include a selection of stars from RuPaul's Drag Race and Dragula, including Alaska 5000, Asia O'Hara, Ben De La Creme, Kimchi, Landon Cider, and Laganja Estranja. Uh, Be a top
0: in a world full of bottoms.
1: Fuck yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, Drag hair is a high drama, effusively, effusively, wow. Uh, Camp 2D (laughs) fighting game that asks, what what would a less gay mortal combat look like says developer fighting chance forgiving to <laughs> forgiving to play and fundamentally stupid to watch damn our result is a core fighting game with approachable controls and excessive over-the-top special moves <laughs> so that was the first thing i noticed i yeah. was like all right cool we're adding that to the list up next we got Holston, which is one that i've peeped before i've seen this game pop up before but they have another trailer here um Holston. This Polish developed game, which is aiming for a darker Twin Peaks feel, received a lot of buzz on social media after its impressive uh, perspective shifting mechanic was shown off. Very cool. Players explore the the game from an isometric perspective, but can switch to first person whenever they like to better aim at enemies. Uh, Holston is set in an eerie, isolated '90s Polish lakeside town, in which an anonymous—no, sorry—in which an ominous presence has slowly enveloped everything and everyone. Says developer Sanka. So it's like a cool, like it starts off as like a top-down Resident Evil-style, like classic Resident Evil-style thing, and then it shifts into like behind-the-back third-person, like modern Resident Evil.
0: This is cool as hell, with, but like, cool. all of that's wrapped in a uh, like pixel art style. Like This is yeah. very fresh.
1: Super cool. Um, next up, I got this game Loose Leaf. Loose Leaf was one that piqued my interest because it's coming from Kit Fox. If you don't know Kit Fox, they did Boyfriend Dungeon, okay. a game that came out what, a year or two ago um, that I played through. I really enjoyed Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, they also did Paparazzi which I think might've been a Greg Miller joint. Mm. Um, Loose leaf is the latest offering from kit Fox games, the publisher behind such games as boyfriend dungeon and paparazzi. Uh, the game has players managing a tea room between worlds as they make tea for a wide variety of customers. According to kit Fox games, it'll be the most in-depth tea brewing simulator ever. And if you know me, you know, I like some tea. That's true. Yeah. I'm drinking your bubana or not your yeah. Babuena, your mate. <laughs>
0: Falling apart, plus. It's,
1: it's what happens it's a Friday I take, on a Wednesday. I take too many days off of work and I'll <laughs> fucking come back and I'm talking about your Um, The last game I have here is this game called Resistor. Resistor. Um, Resistor is a game from Long Way Home. Uh, It's described as a turbocharged, narrative-driven adventure RPG featuring open-world exploration, stunt-infused racing, and explosive vehicular combat. I mean, hey. I just said a lot of words. That They're don't usually belong to it together, but you look at the gameplay footage and you're like, huh.
2: They were like, hey, no one's made a fucking Fantastic Mad Max game since the Fantastic Mad Max game since 2015. Let's, Let's make that. our own.
1: There you go. And this game looks, looks cool as hell. Holy shit. Very bright colors. Yeah, it's like vehicular combat and racing. And it's a narrative game at the same time, which is really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. And so there you go. If you want to check out more games from Day of the Devs, go check out the Day of the Devs uh, stream. But then also, yeah, Video Games Chronicle has a fun breakdown of all the games that um, that appeared in that stream. This looks really cool. Yeah. That one's tight. That one looks really cool. Tim, Mm -hmm. enough about all this. Enough of it. Let's talk about today's stories, which include our Avatar review in progress, some bad bungee news, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to Kind of slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content Housekeeping for you. A new kind of funny podcast is up right now where we make fun of Roger's new jacket. That's up over on youtube.com <laughs> slash kind are Such
0: simple people. Somebody at kind of funny does something slightly different or gets something slightly new and it has to become a topic of conversation. Did you where see we need Jackie yesterday? Everyone's opinion. <laughs> did you see his it? Jackie yesterday? I did. And I had opinions and nobody asked me them. <laughs> Whoa, your, I'm asking you right now, where are your I mean, opinions? I think Roger's cool as shit. I think I like, I love that Roger's just like, fuck everybody. I'm literally doing my own thing. And every time I see him, I'm like, I would have never thought to wear that. And I, I think
1: you're pulling it off. Fair enough. Listen, he came in today and he's rocking a denim. He's rocking, oh, oh God. <laughs> I, didn't, I heard someone bust it. I, like, I was like, gonna, what is I, happening I right was, now? I was for sure, I was like, it's going to be Roger. And it's not Roger. It's, it, it's Nick Scarpino. He's not. He's not what? <laughs> <laughs> But like right, right. now, Roger's re- re- wearing a nice looking denim jacket and is wearing a polo. And I think he looks dapper today. Yeah, this is a good look. This is a no, good look. You guys just want me to look like
2: fucking nerds, fucking dweebs, okay? I will I would, never I prefer be this over you looking like
1: Blade, all right? I'm trying to help you. Like <laughs> Blessing's just trying to compensate because yesterday he dogged on uh, Roger's
2: jacket that he was wearing the leather jacket. And if you guys want the full report on that. Definitely check out the podcast today. Yeah, yeah. Kind of funny podcast. Uh, and quick, a quick correction it's not up today. That'll be uh, going oh, live
1: tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah.
2: And it's aptly named Let's Make Fun of Roger's Jacket.
1: <laughs> there you go. So look forward to that episode tomorrow. And right look, now, we on look Patreon. Look forward to the thumbnail on that one too. God, the Thumbnails really <laughs> went good. off. <laughs> um, but people can watch that now if they're on Patreon, right? That's how that works. Um, I don't yes. think. Yes, that's true. If, if you want to watch it right now, go to Patreon.com. It's kind of funny. Give us a few smackers. Um, there is a new games cast that's up right now though, and it's our game awards announcement predictions. Uh, that's up over on YouTube.com/slash kind of funny games. That was a
0: great one. Great oh, yeah. comedic moments, some some super fun conversations, and uh, a couple. Announcement conversations that I wasn't expecting. Like a couple yeah. games came out that I was like, huh, interesting. That's probably going to happen. And that's pretty cool. Greg so gets spicy. Greg did get spicy. Kojima gets
1: huge. <laughs> Kojima, so big. Uh, and then the final episode of kind of anime is up now uh, over on youtubecom kind of funny and screencast podcast feeds around the globe. Mike and Barrett share their top five anime of all time, give their impressions so far on Haikyuuuu, and are joined by special guests, Tamor Hussein. So go check that out. Um, Saturday. Janet and I, Janet and I are doing a kind of funny meetup during the Game Awards. It's going down after the Giant Bomb live show on Saturday from 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. at Carl Strauss Brewery. Come through. Mm-hmm. And when you're there, be respectful. Because I'm very scared this is going to be too many people. There. Be respectful. <laughs> I'm, I'm very scared. So, if, you know, when you're there, buy some drinks. Give them some money. You know, clean up after yourselves. Yes, clean up after yourselves. Clean up after yourselves. Sure. Be respectful. And, later, and yeah. just, yeah, like, yeah.
0: Yeah. If, if there's a line, form a line. Yeah, you know? you know, be cool, be chill,
1: be 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 good. Good luck. Because yeah, good like Janet called called them like you know what when we were trying to figure out this thing and she and she was like yeah I told them we're podcasters. <laughs> Look out for like more people. Look out for some podcasters. Yeah, and like the more I think about it, the more I'm like that might not be a sufficient enough warning. Yeah, because I don't know if they know our channel and like yeah. because our fan base
2: coming off of the giant bomb live show. Yeah, yeah,
1: and so I'm sure there's gonna be an amount of people that come straight from that. And then show up at Carl's. Yeah, you shoot him up.
0: Just give him a little, yeah. a little call Z. So be like, hey, uh. Yeah.
1: Because Gina also said she was like, yeah, like I told him a few dozen. And I was like, that sounds right. Yeah, a few dozen. Oh. And the more I think about it more, I'm like, how many people are going to that Giant Bomb Live show, though?
0: It's going to be more than a few dozen plus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've never done a meetup before. So I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. Yeah, let's get you. Let's
0: talk after this. You should probably call. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my, my, you know, me, Janet, five other people who showed up. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, thank you <laughs> to our Patreon producers, Jackson Hampton and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays, but. We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We have eight stories today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> A Baker's Dozen!
1: God, he's, he's so huge. He's so, so big.
2: Also, that was the highest I could go for the doot-a-doots today. Sorry, chat.
1: Okay. Story number one. We got an Avatar Frontiers of Pandora review roundup right now Finally. on Metacritic finally this game's coming out this in like two days it's here it's i would here. if you asked me i would have been like oh yeah like what we're a month away from avatar there's no way that game is actually out right now yeah on metacritic it's sitting at a 74 cool. on open critic is sitting at a 69 perfect waiting for a nice well, I'll, I'll take perfect, perfect. i'll it's take perfect. perfect nice thank you Tristan Ogilvy at IGN gave it a 7 out of 10 and says Avatar Frontiers of Pandora features a stunning alien world to explore with a refreshingly uncluttered approach to navigation, countless enemy bases to destroy, and Na'vi clan side quests to complete, and no shortage of exotic flora and fauna to harvest and hunt. However, its combat is pretty one-dimensional, its mission design is a bit on the repetitive side, and its environment is generally lacking in any major surprises beyond visual splendor, meaning that Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is a solid shooting adventure that's more inside the box than truly out of this world. Matt Miller, at game informer, gave it a 7.8 out of 10 and says, even so, I found a lot to love in Frontiers of Pandora, including the welcome addition of two-player online cooperative play, which lets players enjoy the game with a friend. With time, the many interlocking features started to make sense, and I pushed past any frustrations to find a remarkably large and rewarding game. Enter Pandora's vast wilderness uh, with patience and a willingness uh, for a measured march to understanding, and I suspect you'll uncover what I did. A flawed, but still praiseworthy addition to this growing science fiction universe. Then hold on, just
0: real quick, I want to say a willingness for a measured march to understanding. Sometimes
1: they be writing. they be writing. Over there at Game of Matt Miller was in his bag. He was doing it. Uh, Andy Cortez. I want to call to the stage Andy Cortez as I read one more review from Phil Hornshaw, GameSpot, who gave it an 8 out of 10, and says, Though it includes a lot of familiar open-world elements, a minimalistic user interface, fun movement mechanics, and a gorgeous setting, um, make it a blast to explore Pandora. Andy Cortez, you've been exploring Pandora. How much have you played so far?
3: I have played around not as much as I would like, which is... I think the best compliment I can give it. I also kind of forgot I had a code for the game. Like, after I'd initially tried it out. There's mm. a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. There's pandemonium around these, stadi- around these studios. Pandora and- Manium. Oh. <laughs> oh,
1: a GTA Jesus, Six trailer Christ. came out.
3: Yeah, that happened as well. Um, and that's not an indictment on the game at all. Because I think it actually is really surprisingly good. I guess I was expecting a, a much more phoned-in experience being that this is such a this is such a a a big franchise and a big license and it's just kind of gonna come out in a couple days and there's not a whole lot of fanfare around it Mm -hmm. and i guess i was just kind of expecting the worst and the game is like pretty excellent in a lot of spots visually it is mind-blowing like playing on pc with full settings it is insanely gorgeous the character models, I know one of the issues that I had and we talked about on other presentations was, man, it's kind of tough to see some of the Na'vi in this game because we've seen them run, you know, at the highest of high yeah. mm. fidelity we could ever see any of them. But they're still, they are still look really damn good whenever the moments of them talking to you in a very scripted cutscene are where we have the full facial animations and the full mocap and everything. And then you'll go back to them normally just standing there and it's a bit more... Um, you know, uh, what, what's the word computer like procedurally generated mm. animations with the yeah. mouth is just kind of flapping towards. Uh, so that does happen every once in a while, but movement is phenomenal. Like it, mm. the, movement is so smooth in this game. You're never really ever hitting spots where. You're like hitting the top of a polygon and like sliding down the mountain and not kind of going up it correctly. It always kind of finds a way to correct you. Um, everything just feels super damn smooth. Shooting is great. Uh, again, it is still, it, it very much is their far cry in a Pandora, in in, mm-hmm. a, in an Avatar world, right? And uh it's very similar to skyrim in space is starfield right like we're still seeing a lot of those ubisoft elements i do agree with a lot of the reviews that they feel much more toned down they don't feel as in your face and unwieldy mm-hmm. but i'm i'm really enjoying myself and i'm the, are you enjoying it more than a far cry
1: like if this was just another Far Cry, do you think it'd be like the same? I'm enjoying it deal more than Far Cry. Yeah, okay.
3: I am. Um, and I think a lot of that, uh, I I do agree with this, another comment that somebody else made in one of the reviews was there aren't there haven't been a whole lot of surprises left yeah. or, or surprises yet rather in
0: my in my short time with it. I mean, even just looking at the footage there, like I'm excited to play this, but like it does really just look like a kind of greatest hits rehash of the two movies' set pieces.
3: Right, I, I think it's kind of an, a a decent interesting story i think it opens up really really strong um and it has that sort of breath of the wild walk out of the cave <laughs> so you see the jungle and
0: you're like holy shit this looks insanely gorgeous but yeah and you you texted me at uh 12 44 a.m on a saturday saying avatar fucking nails the breath of the wild leaving the cave moment yeah the game nice. and i go oh fuck yeah that makes me so stoked How's the music? Is it the Avatar music? And Eddie goes, man, I don't know the theme, bro. That's your nerd shit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the, the the combat's great. Like, a, you know, again, it's it it is kind of jarring in some moments to have this. You're you're having this sort of spiritual moment with nature, and and then you get like a a, a purple epic, fucking like pant leg or something like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's still yeah. kind of jarring to see the gamification. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially ubisoft's gamification which isn't a whole lot more different but we know them to have those sort of uh aspects in their game design so it can be a little bit jarring because i i think what this game does really well and it, like one really cool thing about crafting and finding little uh plants that you need for healing or or whatever all these harvesting materials do uh, because Avatar, when you're a Navi blessing, you don't want to disrespect nature. You Can't mm-hmm. do it. If you kill, you want to kill an animal immediately, quickly. You don't want it to suffer at all, mm. because like you're disrespecting the game. You know, you're disrespecting the world and Mother Nature. And whenever you harvest stuff, you're not just running around gathering just a bunch of shit. You know, like we're, we've been playing Ark Survival Ascended. It's not like just gathering like you would in, in a lot of different games. But there, some of the things that you are trying to gather have like a mini lock picking mechanic like not really but not to the extent that you might think not like a star field or anything like that Mm -hmm. but when you're grabbing a little plant when you pull it you're trying to pull that bulb off the plant it's like you'll notice like oh it's like tense this way maybe if i pull the opposite way poof, and it'll say like Mm -hmm. a clean pick you get more uh, resources and materials for it um but yeah, I'm. I'm really surprised by it. It's like it's again. This is massive. The studio Massive, which was, um, which is known for the Division, and they are working on Outlaws as well. And I just assumed this would have been one of the other Far Cry studios working on this. So that's what's kind of surprised hmm. me as well. But I guess I shouldn't be surprised by the quality of it because Massive is known to be known to put out some really good stuff. I have an important question though. Yes, let me hear. It. I don't want
0: spoilers here. But is there a lot? Some or a little sex?
3: I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Okay. It's okay. Take your time. I'll say there's hair penises. Like, you do Uh the, you know. There's what now? Well, that's what Nick calls it. Because, like, whenever, (laughs) bless, whenever you want to be one with nature and you want to, like, if you find, like, a cool alien horse that you want to be able to ride, you have to sync up with it. Oh <laughs> and you take okay. their you take their little hair hair tail uh-huh. and when you like you hold it up all these little tangles come out and then you have Tendrils in your ponytail that you then match together, and then you just, and you just oh god, it just came inside me, right? And you have uh-huh. that moment, sort of thing. But the uh, if I had to do that to ride a
1: horse, I'm not riding that my horse. My favorite I'm sorry.
2: thing is watching Blessing learn about new
3: avatars. But the thing was, when we did avatar <laughs> review, Nick called it the hair penis. <laughs> so that's all we
1: every like everything I've learned about avatar has been against my will. Like, I've not asked to learn any of these things. Well, they wear fucking t shirts from TJ Maxx mm-hmm. they'd be rocking Reeboks no, those, and shit. Are, those are the indoctr- and they got hair penises, those are the
3: indoctrinated ones, those are the ones. Mm. That have like maybe been assimilated by human culture, the, or or they're the dreamwalkers, yeah. They're the ones who are like, Bless,
0: we're, <laughs> we're, we're gonna
2: make, we're
3: gonna make the, the Navi version of you. So, mm. we take a bit of your DNA and we cross it with a Navi, and then we grow that Navi. And you, know you know what they call it? Do you know what they call that? No, an
0: avatar, yeah.
3: Because oh because oh, shit. Yeah. oh shit yeah 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 that's crazy because oh then, fuck because then Bless, what you do you lay down in that little chamber and you go to sleep and then you wake up in the navi body and now you're
1: twelve feet Wait, tall was that, running around fucking was that navi like already a person no no it's, it's, it's artificial yeah it's artificial like, okay they grew it's it. like they, it. a they clone. grew those in a
3: lab yeah in, okay, okay. In a thank god the box yeah. of scraps <laughs> um but then when like when you want to bang another navi bless uh-huh. you both have your your hair penis like tendrils the same one that you put in the horse. Yeah, mm. like kind of everywhere. You can just stick your junk wherever you want. Yeah. Right? And so you mix them up together and then you sort, you sync up. Think of like, when, remember when y'all banged, when, when you all, well, I mean, when I banged Pan Am in Cyberpunk 2077? I was there. I did too. And you were that. like, you were mind
1: that scene melding. God, that's was sick. A, oh my God, <laughs> it was amazing, scene was so dude. was good. Because <laughs> like <laughs> she's like,
3: I can feel everything you're feeling as well. And I was like, yeah. this the, yeah. <laughs> double the shit. So it's like that, like you, you meld with each other, you become in sync, and then you. So not only your hairs entering each other, but so, like, it's not the only thing entering each other. And then, then, then they okay. look at
0: each other and they go, I see you. I see
3: you. Uh, oh. I see you.
1: This is the first time I'm like, maybe I'll watch Avatar. i will tell you, man. Avatar. Please, let's go watch Avatar 2 at Tim's house, dude. Do, I can uh, be down on man, it. Yes.
3: Man, if they ever do another run, we have, like, in theaters, we have, we have, we have because, I'm like, so there. God. Bless, this is not a movie franchise for people that, like, really necessarily even give a shit about Avatar. This is, mm-hmm. like, I want to go to a theater and have one of the most mind-blowing visual experiences of my life
1: okay my whole family doesn't give a shit about avatar and they walked out like that was what yeah (laughs) see uh, that almost makes me wish that the the avatar game was made by like epic or somebody who could like really go go ham with like the visual experience like for you playing this uh, playing the ubisoft game right playing frontiers with pandora like visually is it giving you what you'd expect out of an avatar thing way more than what i would have expected from a game that,
3: seem, that is seemingly just going to kind of launch and hopefully not just come and go because I think there's a lot of quality there. Okay. Like, okay. I am way more surprised by a lot of the aspects of this game than I thought I would be. And, um, and again, a lot of that is like the Avatar franchise. It's a movie-licensed game. How much love and care is going to be put into it? But there's some awesome characters I met so far. And again, it's all in first person, so they're, they're looking at you and blessed. They see you. Mm. They see you, but like shooting mm. a bow, sliding, jumping, shooting a bow at like the weak spot on the on the mech that the humans like walk in. Because again, humans are tiny, bless. In this world, oh, I, is I, that weird? Because not, it's, <laughs> like it's you're shooting down all these guys. It's really so. interesting because like you'll see like. Humans about this tall, mm-hmm. and you run and you can slide and boom, you knock them and they just fly. That's kind of sick. That's awesome. That's kind of sick, or you actually. You can just bow them, you shoot them, but then the humans get in mechs so they can kind of like, oh, you know, they can even the score. Mm-hmm. But then the mechs have a bunch of different weak spots. There's a lot of different mechs that humans have, so that adds some difficulty and like challenge there where i thought all the mechs are just going to be the slow ones but sometimes just like the fast ones Tim, oh, and they're, they're like doing crazy out shit the and then the big helicopters they drop and you can like set traps and it's super sick dude it's oh, like yeah. a lot cooler than i would have expected which sucks because i don't need any more games to come out this year yeah like there's plenty of shit i should be playing and now this is like this is
1: another one that i kind of want to play
3: yeah so good great job massive great job you well cool. y'all killed it
1: well, ladies and gentlemen that's another piece of content that you might want to look out for mean, f- see you, yeah, I mean, I see you. <laughs> and I also see all of you over there on patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can go and see a bunch of different pieces of content that we make exclusively for that platform like kind of beauty like the next gen podcast and so much more but you can also see episodes of our shows ad free and speaking mm-hmm. of ads let us tell you about our sponsors This episode
0: is brought to you by Shady Rays. Tis the season of giving. Get the perfect gift for a special someone, yourself, or both, Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Y'all know I've been outside in the sun a lot playing Pokemon Go, and it's such a great experience wearing Shady Rays when I'm out and about looking dope. And that's not all. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out a very merry deal for the season. You can go to shadyrays.com, use code Kinda Funny for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people by going to shadyrays.com using code Kinda Funny, and you'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses.
1: And we're back with story number two. We got a report. The report is from IGN, but I'm going to actually pull from Ethan Gotch at Kotaku uh, just because uh, Ethan Gotch does a write-up of it that's a lot more shorter (laughs) than the IGN one. But you should go over to IGN because um, Rebecca Valentine over there did a full report about Bungie. Um, Bungie will lose independence within Sony if Destiny 2 fails financial goals. Um, Again, go over to IGN. Give Rebecca the the click. I'm going to pull from Ethan Gotch for this one, though. While Sony acquired Destiny 2 maker Bungie for $3.6 billion in 2022, it repeatedly claimed that the creator of Halo and other hits would remain an independent subsidiary. Now, IGN reports that if Bungie's sci-fi MMO keeps failing revenue targets, Sony could dissolve its existing board of directors and take full control of the roughly 1,100-person studio. According to IGN, Bungie's current post-acquisition board of directors consists of the head of PlayStation Studios, Herman Holst, Senior Sony VP Eric Lempel, Bungie co-founder Jason Jones, Bungie CTO Luis Villegas, and Bungie CEO Pete Parsons, with Parsons as the tie-breaking decider. That structure is based on the studio meeting certain financial targets, however, and if Bungie continues to to fall short of them, Sony will take full control of the long-running shooter maker. In the wake of of 100 layoffs at Bungie in October, Bloomberg reported that the studio had missed its 2023 forecast by 45%, following the launch of the disappointing Lightfall expansion. With player counts for Destiny 2 reaching historic lows, at least on PC, IGN reports that Parsons, not Sony, made the decision to lay off staff and institute other cost-cutting measures in order to fill the hole left by the seemingly unrealistic revenue targets. According to IGN, these further cost-cutting measures include a hiring freeze, a crackdown on annual cost-of-living adjustments to salaries, and no holiday bonuses. While the recent layoffs and cuts hurt the studio's DE, DEI and i initiatives and meeting groups. While morale has apparently taken a nosedive, IGN reports that senior management has appeared to show a surprising amount of indifference or even outright flippancy or hostility about the situation. One source told IGN that the studio is probably looking at even more layoffs if Destiny 2's next biggest expansion, uh, The Final Shape, doesn't perform better than this year's. Originally set to arrive in February 2024, The Final Shape was recently delayed until June to provide more time for Bungie to improve it, while recently announced Extraction Shooter Marathon was delayed until 2025. It all paints an exceedingly grim picture of a studio that has historically thrived and continually fought to remain independent
0: rough stuff all around very indicative of where the games industry is at a lot of the conversations we've been having recently of as things balloon higher and higher and infinite growth is the expectation mm. um you are going to hit these points where when that doesn't happen or even worse when it's going the other way or not even getting close to um hitting where it needs to there's going to be situations that happen and when uh, there's acquisitions like what happened here with Sony acquiring Bungie being more unique than a lot of the other acquisitions we've seen with, the, with them still being independent and like technically not PlayStation and mm-hmm. Sony and all of that. It potentially changing here doesn't surprise me. It's not great news, um, but something here is not adding up and not working because it's mm-hmm. unsustainable for this team to function this way because uh, it's clearly not working.
1: When did Bungie officially get acquired by Sony? That might be a year wrong. I know that was recent-ish in the last few years, but was it I two years ago, three years 20, ago? End of twenty twenty. And I, that sounds about right. Like end of twenty twenty, maybe very beginning of twenty twenty-one. Somewhere in that area. Maybe like yeah, yeah January ish twenty twenty-one. Because remember it happening. I think early in the week in the year. Uh, July fifteenth, twenty twenty-two.
2: Sony officially closes three point six billion cool. acquisition of Bungie. I
1: think that's when they closed, and then yeah, early twenty twenty-two. I think is when they announced. But um, yeah, like i this is this is so wild to me because it's crazy how quickly it's turned around of oh yeah we're being acquired by sony and obviously like this is all behind the scenes we don't know any of this but like yeah. them being like yeah like if we fail to meet financial goals then sony will gain you know full control over us right but like you know as long as we keep performing we're us as Bungie are gonna operate independently the fact that we are a year and a half later and already we're at a place where it's like oh man you've already started to, to fail at these um, or fall short of these financial goals and already you've, you've had to lay off a bunch of people like that seems like a really bad bet from Real the bad. get-go but i also i mean I'll, it's, it's also this just the last year of the last year and a half really of like you know games the service games not performing, right? And like these ongoing games fighting for their lives. We've seen so including many. Destiny,
0: including who we destiny. We use as one of the shining examples of how it can work.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the lightfall expansion that happened earlier this year. You know, like if you asked me as it was happening, I would have been like, Oh yeah, it seems like it's doing pretty fine. Everybody's talking about it, right? But then you you fast forward about a year later, and it is, oh no, we failed to meet all these targets, right? And we're laying people off. And you know the, the um, it keeps going back and forth of like is it sony laying people off is it bungie like bungie's claiming it but are they claiming it just for the pr of it and here in the report it seems like no legitimately is Pete parsons because they want to make sure that bungie has that control right and that sony doesn't end up with it and of course i'm sure sony did the layoffs anyway but yeah it's um it's messy all around and i think it's just indicative a big part of, it's indicative of where the industry industry is at just in terms of hiring but then also i think it's indicative of ongoing games games as a service and how right now like even for the successful ones, you are fighting tooth and nail to continue to hit those targets that you need to hit in order to continue.
0: Yeah. Sounds like a great strategy to triple down on. a Dude you know, Marathon, maybe maybe. 2025. Yeah. Concord, maybe next year. No, but when it comes to like a, the signing blame and even that, I think is a weird way to put it. But I, I do think that when you look at, it's not necessarily it's Sony or it's Bungie. I do think it's both in a sense that there's responsibilities abound when, when it comes to uh, the, the leadership of, of Bungie who are the ones that are like reading the tea leaves and understanding the market and coming up with what these goals are. The goals have to be realistic and the goals have to be able to be built towards sometimes goals. Goals should, should not be like absolutely easily attainable. They're goals, you know, but there should be goals that are like, we need to hit this. We're trying to hit this. Like that's how this is supposed to work. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't have goals that it's like, well, if we don't hit these unattainable goals, we're fucked. It's yeah. like, then something's wrong about the product and the teams and what you're actually doing and the whole vision's wrong. On top of that, though, when you get acquired, that is a two-way street. That is conversations and decisions made from both Sony and Budgie to take that on, to take on the responsibility of those goals and those decisions. So to be where we're at now, it's like, yeah, it's been not that long since 2022. Either way, though, I do feel like, all of this is bad news and it doesn't seem like it's being well handled being well handled by either of the leadership teams which yeah. at a certain point are kind of a joint leadership team at this point
1: yeah and to your point about goals and like setting those expectations of what are we realistically going to hit for me this brings me back to um, when Elden Ring came out, and I remember talking to people in the press side of things, talking about how when Elden Ring came out, we had such a spike in viewership and readership, and you know our content was killing it. But then after like the Elden Ring hype started to to, to fade out, our parent companies were like, "Hey, we're, what happened to the numbers? Like, why aren't we seeing these numbers that you had in February, and March, and April?" And it is like, well, Elden Ring came out in February, and like there's not an Elden Ring because this, that's just how the games industry works, right? We're not always going to have a juggernaut to to cover, and you saw people you know take layoffs you saw people get it like you know um not meet those expectations because of whoever is at the top looking just looking at the peer numbers and going where is this i wonder how much of it from destiny is them going hey yeah like destiny from 2017 all the way up until let's say 2021 2022 was making this as the standard and this last year was the first year where it was we saw this dip because guess what a billion and a half games came out and it's hard to get people you know continually continually like playing and staying uh, paying attention to this ongoing game when they have re4 and zelda and baldur's gate 3 and starfield and all these games coming out at the same time let alone other games of service games happening at the same time too um like i wonder if it it just is the thing of hey as destiny 2 we have to make x money year for year and we've been hitting that but because of changes we can't hit that anymore and now because of that like even if we want to adjust it like that doesn't that doesn't Fix the fact that now we got to yeah. lay people off or whatever it and,
0: is. I mean, that Which isn't is, good, right? It's not. And that's the thing. At the end of the day, it is money. And it is everything. Businesses cost money to run. And they need to make money for it to make sense. Or else it doesn't make sense. And I think that's what we're starting to see here um, more and more often. And you bringing up the Elden Ring thing, I think, is very apt. Because that is a direct example of a thing happening affecting uh, the numbers across the board. Any, any Elden Ring content was just performing better. Than, yeah. Than other things and it was rare that's not always the case it, it, like i would say that elden ring for games media was uh, uh in a similar conversation as like minecraft on youtube in the yeah. like in 2010 er- era where it's like that if you are just on this this could like jumpstart a career there are so Dude. many people that got into the from
1: software and just r- have ridden that that wave you know the, the both exciting and scary thing to this exact same point is GTA Mm six. Like we put up GTA six content Mm -hmm. um, earlier in the week as we've gotten the trailer Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I look, this never happens, right? But like in the first hour of our GTA reacts being up, right? It was like 34,000 views or something, which is extremely high for a first hour count of like a YouTube video that that we're putting up. Um, And just across the board, right? You look at the GTA six trailer, which I forget if that's a new story or not, that might be a new story later on. Uh, But yeah, the numbers for the GTA six trailer are insane. So I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna jump into story number four to like, Continue this point, so I'm skipping three, I'll come back to three. Right now, story number four, GTA 6 trailer clears 101 million, surpassing lifetime GTA 5 trailer views. This is Jordan Midler at VGC. GTA 6 trailer has been viewed on YouTube over 101 million times, surpassing the lifetime views of GTA 5. Uh, The first trailer for GTA 6 was released hastily on Monday following a leak, Uh, however since then the trailer has been viewed over 101 million times as of the time of writing. In comparison, Rockstar's official upload for the first trailer of GTA 5 has racked up 100 million views um, over the past 12 years with 5 million of them coming up in the past few days following excitement around the GTA 6 trailer. Notably, GTA 6's trailer uh, has surpassed Walt Disney Animation's official upload of the trailer for Frozen 2, Warner Brothers' upload for the uh, trailer for Joker, and Sony's upload for Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, if, if, if its momentum continues, GTA 6's trailer may pass the official Star Wars account's upload of the first trailer for Star Wars The Force Awakens, the first new Star Wars film in a decade at, uh, at the time. Absolutely insane numbers, but also indicative of what's coming. Mm-hmm. Like, when GTA 6 comes out, Oh boy, like press is going to be on fire. Like, you know, games, media, games, YouTube, games, Twitch, like all that stuff. We're going to see such a spike in viewership. And probably approximately, let's say six months later, I think there's going to be a downpour of, hey, where are the numbers? Where are those GTA 6 numbers we Mm -hmm. saw half a year ago?
0: All right. All y'all are out. And there's going to be companies that shudder because of that. Yeah. And then there's going to be companies that understand that, that that is part of the plan. That is part of the, the rise and fall of just how releases go. Sometimes movies are up. Sometimes they're down. Sometimes games are up. Sometimes they're down. Mm-hmm. You've got to actually understand that and pay attention. And that's the problem is that so many of the leadership uh, team members at like, so many of these companies just don't get that. They just see the spike and they're like, oh, here's where we're at. This is the new normal. Not how this works at all. No. Uh, But yeah, the GTA stuff. These numbers are not surprising at all. Honestly, like the most upsetting thing to me is I know that these numbers would be way higher had the original plan went through Mm. and 6 a.m. the event. Yeah, because it would have like there was everyone would have been there at that the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like it would there would have been one source that people are looking at. Um, Mm. I feel like there was like so much time for it to just get diluted down uh, yeah. into I imagine at a certain point a lot of people were watching the trailer not from the official source whereas if it was boom this is all happening just the concurrence alone would have added to that number significantly mm-hmm. um and it would have took down bts
1: <laughs> there's no taking down bts, <laughs> no, <right>? don't, don't <laughs> <even> BTS <laughs> is forever that I'm invoking it. we it. love bts I'm invoking it. we will never disrespect bts on no this show or any adjacent shows Mm-mm. all right we love bts all right please be cool be chill be chill out cool. story number three Tim, mm-hmm. big shit tomorrow big shit that's story number three big shit tomorrow this is three new stories in one practical wow. maybe maybe four because there's being a, a thing added right now as we speak we're gonna start off with d mullins games on twitter aka daniel mullins who just tweets out big shit tomorrow all right big shit tomorrow like kojima i mean yeah kojima is big oh god he's here he's here <laughs> um
2: I mean, if he's that big he's gonna take a big big duty <laughs> you
1: have a duty tomorrow, Kojima. But no, yeah, big shit's <laughs> happening tomorrow. Daniel Mullins, of course, is the developer of Inscription. And then also Pony Island in the Hex. Very cool. Very cool. No what, matter what he has to say, I'm excited. I mean, do you think...
0: <laughs> I want to say continue the trend. I don't think there's been enough of uh, a pattern for it to be a trend at this point. But I'm going to assume a trend is coming. Of games coming out uh, that, that, that are indie games that are you know, different indie, game, different indie game, different indie game, different indie game, but then there's the hit, and then it gets the sequel, uh-huh. Hades. Yeah. Right? Inscription 2? Oh,
1: man. I, I would be surprised. Yeah. Like, Inscription, so, the story and, like, the way that game is strikes me as such a one-and-done thing. And also, Daniel Mullins, like, every if, if you look at his games, like, Pony Island, The Hex, Inscription, mm-hmm. three wildly different games that are all fucking insane. Like, they're all just madness when you look at the concepts and how the, the twist and turns of, uh, uh, of them he's somebody that likes to think outside the box he strikes me as like um what the donut county developer how they went from donut county then putting out neon white and they're mm-hmm. two completely different genres of games i think daniel mullins has that energy that said i could see a inscription expansion like if it was the inscription colon mm. something that is just glorified like you know a big 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 dlc right i, I could see it being something like that I could see it being a new game, right? Like something something wild and different. Um, either way, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm an inscription fan, so I, I want more inscription. But I also think that when you have a creative mind like this and you have skills like this, just make whatever you want. Go like for. keep making different types of inscriptions, right? Like make a fucking 3D platformer, but the 3D platformer is also a horror game, but it's also a kart racer at the same time. And you learn about Why like not? A, the story of a divor- about divorced mother and her kids. Like, you know, go crazy, mm-hmm. get wild, Daniel. So speaking no- of that,
0: mm-hmm. just real quick, uh, those three D platformers like on, that are like indie, I guess. I think it's indie. Yeah. Uh, Penny's Big Breakaway.
1: Oh my god!
0: Like, have you been keeping up with all the the music no. drops and stuff for this? Uh-huh. There's just been a ton of like song drops or just like little gameplay videos. Oh bless! This is going to yeah. be our favorite game ever.
1: I cannot wait for it. Fantastic. While we're on this topic though, I got another game I want to run by you. Mm. Um, I gotta find it because I dropped it on KHD like days and days ago. Uh, it's called like I think it's called Roland Rascal. Roland Rascal. Yeah. I'm I'm scrolling. You know, I'm just gonna type
0: in Google. While you look for that, bless Uh let me tell you, you see this uh, Sonic game on mobile? Sonic drop distance or something like that? (laughs) That's exactly what it's called. Yeah. Did you watch gameplay of it? Yeah. It looks insane. I saw it when it was revealed. This is kind of like a weird this is what Sonic 3D should have been from the beginning? What, yeah. Like, what, and It's just a mobile game. It, it looks just, like the Sonic 3D on. game
1: I've always wanted. Yeah. So this is, what's this called, Bear? Sonic Dream Team? Yeah. And you're playing as the different, like, main Sonic characters. And the art style of it looks fantastic. It looks quality. It's crazy that they put this out on mobile, and they put Frontiers <laughs> <laughs> out on console. And I like Frontiers. Yeah, but the art style of this looks so good. Anyway, a Bear, I found the trailer for Roland Rascal. I'm going to drop it into assets. Because this is one that I think Tim Gettys needs to see. I'm excited about that. Uh, I like the, the idea of a rolling rascal. Sorry, this is, a, this is a bad link. Let me find a better link for you, Baron. You know, we're going to hang out. Actually, actually as, we're, as I'm doing that, uh, you can bring up the tweet of the Fallout cast. Because that's the next thing. Yeah, so Thursday, tomorrow.
0: the cast of Fallout on Prime will be showing up at the Game Awards. We got Ella Purnell, Aaron Moten, and Walton Goggins is featured in the next Karate Kid. Very exciting.
1: Now, do you think that means we get a Fallout trailer? I think we get a clip of Fallout. Yeah. I, I think so. we'll get
0: like an actual scene. Maybe the scene will be like them at a bar getting into a fight while Cisco's thong song plays. Oh,
2: but God. maybe not. I hope oh. not. I hope and not. And then it's revealed that, um,
0: that that's the worst moment in the entire season of the show, and I don't know why they would use that as the clip.
2: But then they also hired someone else to ADR all of Walton Goggins' lines.
0: That would be. That would yeah. be it. Yeah. That would be it. Mm.
1: Barrett, <laughs> bring up Roland Rascal for Tim. This is the debut trailer it's another fun 3d platformer type situation we got the sound up you got this rasky
0: little guy oh sick okay yeah oh with a lot of bounce going on yeah
1: too. so it's, an, it's another indie game very sonic inspired it's a sonic 3d looking game
0: yeah see this looks like it has adventure sonic adventure vibes which is not my favorite uh-huh. i don't like that
1: like drifty type of i feel of stuff going on but i do like the art style i like how yeah, colorful yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely cool and it looks, it looks like a good attempt. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, I, I, like it, it. It, this is very much like a good for them situation. Like, this looks really cool. I want to try this out. But yeah, um, Penny's Big Breakaway is the one where That's I'm like, the one. this is going to blow me away, Yeah, and I can't I'm wait for it. Waiting for, for the it. date. Uh, we got more big shit tomorrow. Uh, the first trailer for Lego Fortnite is here. Barrett, let's watch it with sound. Of course, this game launches tomorrow. Tim, have you kept up with Lego Fortnite? Uh, kept up with the Fortnite shit, yes. The yeah. music stuff,
0: man. I'm so stoked.
1: Oh, yeah. We're getting our first look here. It looks to just be a cinematic trailer. And if I understand correctly, this is like a four-player co-op open-world adventure.
0: Just build, build, build. That's all you do.
1: Yeah. We got a Lego person. They just made an ax.
0: Oh, wow. Rolling, 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 rolling
1: and they're, they're building, Dude, they're doing- boom Fortnite blocks, building.
0: man? Reminds me of boom blocks.
1: This does remind me of boom block. All right, you can, you can cut it there, you can cut it there. But yeah, it looks Bunching.
0: cool. i banners.
1: I actually do wanna check this out. Yeah. Um, I re-downloaded Fortnite last week, after all the news about Snake and Peter Griffin. <laughs> it's crazy sentence to say out uh-huh. Now that I say that out loud, that's mm-hmm. insane. Yep, um, But I re-downloaded it, I hopped into Fortnite, and I bought m mm-hmm. <laughs> and Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I bought Invincible. Good. Um, and yeah, like, I, my, is, chat is Snake already in there? Is Snake and Peter Griffin, can I buy them right now? Let me know.
2: I imagine they'll part, be part of the battle pass, right? And then you gotta play hella levels.
1: Well, I, I, I always forget how it works because, like, uh, Peter, no, not Peter, sorry, Invincible and Eminem and were just in the store. I think it might just be a rotation in yeah, the store. Yeah, but, like, Peter's um, in,
0: Snake's later. Cool. hmm february snake too, is so. february yeah
1: February's wow is not that far away peter is in the battle pass okay
2: usually when they drop an image of a bunch of characters at once that means that they're all in the battle pass, they're, all,
1: they're all in the
0: battle at least pass. in my
1: understanding okay i mean you're probably right
0: 75 so, i mean all this stuff i think is cool it's happening the lego stuff not for me the the cart racer thing for me but it's the type of thing where i'm like I still haven't played Hot Wheels Unleashed enough. Yeah. Or, uh,
1: okay, like, but like Rocket Racing is going to be way better than, than Hot Wheels you Unleashed. You think it is? Fuck you, bless. It is. Really? It's, yeah, the Rocket League guys are making it. And Rocket League is such a good feeling game. And uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed, uh, okay, I'm not going to, I don't want to disparage Hot Wheels Unleashed because you're right. That game also feels great.
2: That game kicks ass.
1: That game does kick ass. I do think Rocket Racing has a lot of potential to be better. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That, that, and that, that, that's me, no, no, I mean, of course, we haven't seen that much of it. Just knowing that it's a racing game from the Rocket League dev- devs gives me hope. The one thing that doesn't give me hope is that it's in Fortnite. Like, why isn't it just its own game? It sounds like they're just trying to do this, man. Own the because
2: world. They, yeah, <laughs> they just want it to be a platform that everybody goes to.
1: Yeah, but like I when don't. you put it in Fortnite, that just puts it in a certain place in my brain of like, is it just like a fuck uh, Fortnite creative thing? It's
2: like, it's like Trend and Dreams, bless. Think about it. Yeah, and I and like but, I like
1: Trend, but nobody played Trend.
0: But people play Fortnite. People didn't play Dreams. That's the you're difference. right. Me and Greg were talking about this a couple of days ago, and I I is exactly on your side. But by the end of it, Greg and Barrett won me over. Where it's like we're looking at Harmonics, we're looking at uh, psionics, we're mm-hmm. looking at teams that we know ha- got the stuff. They can Lego. make great products. Yeah, but it's like just give them the the freaking promotion of Fortnite, like allow a rhythm game to really thrive and like maximize its audience and like allow the team to do some fun stuff. It's just great that they're not just making Fortnite stuff. They're not pulling an Activision, right? Sure. Yeah. Like, okay. I feel that. If I was getting Tony Hawk's Pro Skater in Call of Duty, I wouldn't give a shit that <laughs> I have to open up Call of Duty to get there. You know what I mean? I feel you I <laughs> here's my thing. I don't
2: know if I was the one who convinced you of that, Tim. I don't know if I was part of that conversation. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. It might have been
1: Kevin. Here's the thing. I have. I. I. I really hope that day. it right. feels and plays like a full game. That like it doesn't feel like a Fortnite thing, right? Like I want it to feel like what Rocket League feels like, because Rocket League feels fantastic and has such a good production value for it. I want it to feel like, hey, we are really taking Rocket League and just making a racing game, because mm-hmm. I. Just out of instinct, or not out of instinct, after reacting to the news, I downloaded <laughs> Rocket League as well, and I played some games of Rocket League. Let me tell you, Rocket League, really good game. Oh
0: yeah, really finally somebody's game. saying it. Yeah. Rocket
1: League is a really good game. Um, that said, also because now you've got me going down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. of, oh yeah, like if they want to put these thing B rabbit the B rabbit hole, if they're gonna put these things in Fortnite to like get more eyes on them, right? Because everybody plays Fortnite and all that stuff. They have partnerships announced with other developers. Developers like Gen Design. Are you familiar with Gen Design? Gen Design is that? It's the team that's basically Team Eco now. Like the me. Oh, okay, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The main lead from Team Eco is is um, that Gen Design is his studio. Yep. Gen Design making a game for Epic. I like where you go. Could here. you imagine him making a like another Shadow of the Colossus type or mm-hmm. Eco type game or Last Guardian type game, and it just being in Fortnite? I can. Do you know how fucked up that is. It's, yeah. <laughs> Do you know how wild that is? That's
0: insane. But you know how how. Bucked up's one way to look at it. You know how impressive it is that more people will play it than
1: Shadow of the Colossus. Probably. We have another one for big shit <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I got nothing to say about that. Um, we got one more. I was this added by Barrett, the Dead by Daylight thing.
2: Uh, was- yeah, Mike threw it in a, a KFTD Slack. But did you also want to talk about Vampire Survivors, or did I miss that one?
1: Vampire. I got Vampire Survivors later in the show.
2: Oh, never mind. Yeah. I, I, I we jumped ahead really... to
1: four for GTA. Gotcha. Yeah, I went to four, I'm and all now we're
2: back at three. Place. I'm also hungry. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good.
1: It's all good. Uh, uh, but it looks yeah. like Dead by Daylight is doing a collaboration with Supermassive Games, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they have developers talking. I, as I'm scrolling through, I'm not seeing anything specific, and so I think this will be a one where we might have to tune into Game Awards tomorrow to get the full. Yeah, because um, they added before. them.
2: I, I figured it'd be good to just throw in here for a sec. Hell yeah! Since big shit is happening tomorrow.
1: Very exciting. Uh, Let's move on. We did story number four. We're going to hop to story number five, which might be Game of Awards related. Uh, A Brothers Tale of Two Sons remake has seemingly leaked. Mm. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. Brothers Tale of Two Sons is being remade for a new generation of players. That's according to highly reliable leaker and data miner, Bill Bill Coon, who claims that a remake of the celebrated adventure title is set to be announced soon. It's reportedly set to be published by 505 Games and could conceivably be revealed at the Game Awards on Thursday night. The fantasy game sees the player uh, controlling two brothers at once as they set out on a journey to find a cure to save their dying father.
0: Cool. Yeah, very cool.
1: Yeah, this is one I wouldn't have guessed. We've talked about it, like, all right, Joseph Ferris, does he show something at the Game Awards? Is Hayes Light working on something that's showable? Um, Brother Tales, Two Sons remake? It makes sense. It does. Yeah.
0: Yeah, very, that'd be interesting. Not necessarily the thing I'd be most excited for, yeah. but
1: cool. Cool. Uh, moving on, story number six. Mortal Kombat One is getting story DLC, followed by a big surprise. Ed Boon says, Ooh. "This is Chris Skolian at VGC. Mortal Kombat One is getting story DLC in the future, along with something potentially more major after that," according to its director, as shared on Twitter. As shared on Twitter by user Wesley Carlos and spotted by IGN, series co-creator and Mortal Kombat One director Ed Boon was talking. Uh, sorry, was taking part in a panel at the CCXP twenty three event in Brazil. Boone was asked by the event's host what players could expect uh, from the Mortal Kombat franchise over the next few years. Quote, well, just like we did with Mortal Kombat 11, we're going to release a second part with more story, Boone confirmed. He then added, quote, and we have a big surprise after that. So we're going to be supporting the game for even longer than we did with Mortal Kombat 11. It's going to be fun, end quote
0: very cool I mean the story is what I care about most in Mortal Kombat and uh, getting more of its fun because aftermath I I really loved aftermath. Uh, <laughs> Shady aftermath. I, I really loved uh, Mortal Kombat uh, 11 um and the aftermath I enjoyed even more so, mm. hopefully, I, I really enjoyed Mortal Kombat 1. Hopefully, whatever the DLC story is, I enjoy it even more.
1: Yeah, and, like, the, the story that we already have in Mortal Kombat 1, I think, hints very strongly at DLC. Yeah. Um, so, that makes a lot of sense. And, yeah, I'm curious, like, the part where he says, we're going to support this even longer than Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 11, that's the part that catches my attention the most, because that makes me wonder, like, what is the the content plan, the post-launch content plan? With a K. With a K. Oh, that's really good com- Ooh, content. Um. But, like, how many years are we thinking? Is this a, and I know it's not this right? but, like, is this, like, when Destiny talked about, or when Bungie talked about Destiny being a 10-year plan, is this going to be, hey, we want to we wanna make Mortal Kombat 1 the Mortal Kombat for the PS5, like, life cycle, PS5, Xbox series, lifecycle. I, I wouldn't be surprised, mainly because
0: of where we're at right now with fighting games, and we've been talking about it for a year at this point, of, like, we've been building towards a fighting game revolution, mm-hmm. and we are now three titles into that, Right, uh, like, uh, well, if you count you, g- yeah, Mortal yeah, Kombat, two. Street Fighter, and then we'll get- Tekken eight is about to happen. See you're right. Uh, Tekken, Nickelodeon
1: All Star brawl too. Um,
0: sorry, what what would you say was the other one that's about to happen? Tekken eight. Oh yeah, Tekken eight, yeah. and then um, Project, L's Project is L is L like soon. is looming. Yeah. So I feel like riding that that wave and like supporting these games stronger and longer than mm-hmm. uh, they have for previous iterations is gonna be best for everybody and i i see it just happening across the board for all of those games because so far they've been hits so far mortal kombat people like Hmm. street fighter people like they don't ever necessarily like everything about both of those but yeah they're they were good iterations
1: of the franchise right um so i feel like they're just going to continue down that path right i mean i think i for mortal kombat i I think so yeah mortal kombat one feels like it has the setup to be more of an ongoing thing even than a street fighter six right street fighter six feels like such a complete package and every every drop of dlc just feels like bonus whereas mortal Kombat 1 like mortal Kombat 1 is has a lot of content to it but there are aspects where i'm like this feels like it'll be complete later on like Mm. this like that for some reason mortal Kombat 1 feels like it was built more as an ongoing thing um and yeah i think the idea that it might have a longer content plan i think that means you're gonna get more characters and i also think that that fits within its framework of being this Multiversal um thing. You can go really wacky with the characters, you can get classic characters, you can create new characters, you can get different versions of old characters. There's a lot of, of things you can do there. And if I'm getting into my like Mortal Kombat fan bag, a lot of Mortal Kombat 1, well, yeah, most of Mortal Kombat 1 invokes the PS2 era of Mortal Kombat, right? In the great ways, right? Like you have a lot of those characters returning. You have references to Shaolin monks. and You also have big references to Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Mortal Kombat Armageddon was, if you remember, that was the Mortal Kombat that was basically the everyone is here yeah. of Mortal Kombat. That was the Mortal Kombat there was Smash like Ultimate. 80
0: playable characters yeah. or something like that? Yeah, there
1: was a dumb amount of playable characters. It was every Mortal Kombat character. And I think if you are invoking Armageddon and you're saying, hey, we're going to support this even longer than we've done the previous ones, I could see a end goal, like Ed Boone's end goal for mortal Kombat one being what smash ultimate is where it is we are fucking, we're, we're gonna have maybe not 80 because that might be too much for this kind of fighting game but it's gonna be a buttload of fighters in this thing like by the time it's all said and done you're gonna say that this is the most jam-packed best mortal combat game ever i think that's probably what they're going for and i think that's exciting yeah. and especially if they nail it i think the parts where they could falter would be pricing and it being too expensive and people getting fed up with like the games and stuff like the bad parts of games as a service, but like if they treat it the way it should be and if they're like pricing it fairly and doing all that stuff, which we're talking about WB, so who knows? If they treat it well, then I think this could be successful. Yeah. Next news story, story number seven. Twitch plans to shut uh, down in South Korea on February 27th, 2024. This is Jordan Fragrin at GamesBeat. Twitch is shutting down its business operations in South Korea on February 27th, 2024. According to a blog post from CEO Dan Clancy, South Korea was prohibitively expensive to, to operate despite uh, working to reduce costs. Quote, while we have lowered costs from these efforts, our network fees in Korea are still 10 times more expensive uh, than in most other countries, Clancy's post said. Twitch has said operating in Korea at a significant loss. Uh, sorry, Twitch has been operating in Korea at a significant loss. And unfortunately, there is no pathway forward for our business to run more sustainably in that country. End quote. Notably, Twitch stressed that the situation in South Korea is unique as operating costs are significantly higher than other markets. According to stats from Soli GNOME, Korean language channels brought in 98.8 million hours watched over the last 30 days. This accounts for just shy of 5.5% of all hours watched on the platform. Twitch has offered help to Korean streamers that built their communities on the platform to find a new home on other streaming services. To do this, Twitch plans to reach out to competitors in South Korea to support streamers' transitions uh, to other services. According to SoliNome, there are about 18,500 active affiliates and partners streaming in Korean. This closure will likely have a major impact on the esports market. South Korea is a key region for League of Legends, among other titles. Major publishers such as Riot will have to shift operations quickly and rebuild their platforms elsewhere during the off-season.
0: This is really wild. Yes. And I think that there's going to be ramifications for this that we feel for years to come that aren't even clear yet. Um, Twitch is in a very interesting place. And when you start looking at the decisions they've been making and uh, where what they're investing in and what they're kind of uh, taking away from, it's not painting... The most confident picture in my mind of mm-hmm. where they're going to be in a couple years, um, but it does seem like they're making decisions to hopefully prevent them from not existing. Um, and this, I wouldn't be surprised to be a major part of that because you don't make decisions like this lightly. And them going to competitors over there doesn't seem like a very twitch thing to want to do.
1: Yeah. That seems very fascinating, Um, and like possibly like, all right, cool. Like, maybe that's a good thing for the people that you know um, use Twitch, right, and have had the partnerships and affiliates. I wonder if that is like a, hey, like if you, we will give you this amount of people on your platform, like all all of our partners and affiliates, if you cut us (laughs) this check, we can make the thing uh, make the transition seamless because five point five percent—that's a huge amount of revenue right there. And on top of that, like that's
0: just like you got to think about how this affects multiple businesses, not just. Twitch mm-hmm. because like they're bringing up riot, right? Think of how big league of legends is yeah. in South Korea. Yeah. So you take that and that kind of messes them up so much that it just, it affects the entire economy of how this all works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you have that big of a monumental shift, it is going to cause problems. And sometimes you come out the other end and it's a better situation. Um, but I mean, as we know very well right now, when it comes to live streaming, Twitch is where it's at. Mm. like all the other services do not compare YouTube does in a bunch of ways there are some things YouTube does better than Twitch but overall they are still behind they're still playing catch up and trying to to get there um but I wouldn't be surprised if a couple years from now like YouTube reigns supreme just Mm. because Twitch doesn't exist anymore
1: wow Final news story, story number eight, Vampire Survivors is getting Among Us DLC. Uh, This is from the Vampire Survivors Twitter account. New DLC announced Vampire Survivors emergency meeting. Uh, The Survivors join forces with the Among Us crewmates to be the bullet hell in space. Uh, Coming 18th of December. (laughs) Oh, Europeans over here, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. doing? Um, Coming to the December 18th to PC and Xbox, Nintendo Switch and mobile uh, arriving later. Cool. Love a good collaboration. Yeah. I like both. Well, I like Among Us a lot. Vampire Survivors I never played enough of. You know, I've always been jealous of the people that got super addicted to it because like, I look at it and I'm like, this is something that if I spent more time with, I'd probably be addicted to but I just never fell down the ra- that rabbit hole. I decided to be addicted to TikTok instead. Fair. Yeah. I chose wisely. I didn't, well, I didn't choose no, wisely. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Vampire Survivors would probably be way better for mental health but here we are. Tim, I'm excited to see the next indie that Vampire Survivors collaborates with. Maybe it'll be Hollow Knight Silk Song, but the release of Hollow Knight Silk Song is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and
0: every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday.
1: Out today, we got destroyer the u-boat hunter for pc battle stations blockade for switch and pc hello neighbor nikki's diaries for mobile and the anacrusis leaves early access today it's available on xbox one xbox series x and pc new days for you united 1944 launches into steam early access on december 12th the english dub for like a dragon gaiden the man who erased his name what just happened greg just came through and just whispered something in tim's ear and now tim is, is has his face in his palm he
0: just came up to me and whisper yelled, I just ate so much yogurt.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why, why, why is he so proud of the yogurt that he's eating? Why, just, why, why does he know. need to share that he ate a lot of yogurt? He is such a special, special person. And also, why is he eating so much yogurt? Why? why? I've, never, I've never talked There's to so anybody in my life that's like, oh man, I'm about to go ham on this yogurt. You know what I mean? Like, why the fuck are you eating so much yogurt? Oh. It's like Jared Petty and ham. I wonder if, if it's like a parfait situation, you know? I think so, yeah. Put some granola Greg's in there. a parfait, boy. Put some, some, put some fucking... Greg's what they call them. Some um, blueberries in there. What else oh, do they I put thought, in parfait? I, I they Strawberries. called them either
2: Parfait Poppy or Parfait Princess.
1: Mm. Either? Yeah. Let's work workshop either. on it. Yeah, let's work on yeah.
0: it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> like I said, the English stuff for Lack like a Dragon, the main who erases name, is coming December via free update, and then Eurasia Animal Pack for Planet Zoo launches December 13th. Um, we got a deal of the day. This is one for the nerds. Shulk Amiibo is available for pre-order at Target. 16 bucks. It arrives uh, January 19th alongside Noah and Mio. The reprint, okay. The reprint, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. so if you're missing Shulk in your nerd collection, <laughs> oh my fucking God, go outside, touch some grass, <laughs> you know? Um, I've I've had a pretty
0: strict I'm not buying Amiibo rule yeah. because I'm like, if once I start, I'm not going to be able to stop because I just am that type of person. Uh, but I saw the Zelda one from Tears of the Kingdom, and I'm like, I need this. Mm. So I got it, and the link. They're on my desk.
1: No, have you? There. Is that the only one you got? That's have it. you stopped? Okay, here for Zelda you.
0: From Tears, because they just look cool. They're all like this. Yeah, and what's Zelda's Zelda all like?
1: like? This oh, love that. <laughs> what's <laughs> kind of Ganondorf?
2: I like I know you don't have Ganondorf, but what's he like?
1: He's probably like this. He's like this. <laughs> Now it's time for your wrong. Mm-hmm. So you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, two people submitted your wrongs for yesterday. I'm not reading them because I wasn't even on the show yesterday. Good. So I won't even know the, the context. Um Sonic fan returns writes in and says Sonic dream team is available to play on Apple TV devices and has full controller support, not just mobile. Come on now. Apple TV. Let's go, baby. That's I. I get that technically it's not mobile, but you get what we mean. Like nobody, has, nobody. First of all, who has an Apple TV? You have an Apple TV?
0: Yes. Okay. Apple TV is the, the best way to best stream box.
1: I'm an Amazon Fire TV guy myself. Mm. That's it for you, wrong. Also, that's another thing that bums me out though is that I am an Android user, so I have no way to play Sonic Dream Team. Mm. Even even if I wanted to play a mobile game, which I never want to, but even even if I wanted to, I couldn't play it. Yeah, hurts my heart
0: not apple tv you could
1: messed up tomorrow's hosts for kind of funny games daily are going to be tim and andy of course this has been kind of funny games daily really each...
0: quick
2: this is a reminder uh games daily will be live at 12 p.m pacific tomorrow not at 10 uh because we're gonna start at 12 and just uh stream all the way up until the game awards and then stream the game awards
1: oh yeah tune in at noon pacific time tomorrow for games daily Uh yeah, this has been Games Daily each and every day, live right here on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. And now it's time for the post show. It's just me and you today. it's Just me and
0: you. Me and you. No Mike. No Andy. And he's getting ready for a stream. They're they're about to play a little uh, Call of Duty Warzone. Show off all that NVIDIA goodness in that. Um. So I got some super chats. You want me to read them for you? I got some too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we can both go back and forth. The Twitch. Which hyper chats, hype chats, because those are the ones, remember, if you're on Twitch, you can write your questions in. If you're on YouTube, it's a super chat. Either way, we appreciate your support. They gotta like highlight the shit in yellow.
1: You know what I mean? What are we doing here? Twitch and YouTube. Make (laughs) it easy for me to see the season. You know what I mean? Uh, John
0: Alexander writes in and says, Tim, have you picked up Loki season one and slash or WandaVision season one yet? Gotta love Disney doing this with their physical media department. Uh, I have not yet. I need to because I know I'm slacking and they're just gonna be gone. I just really hate how blessed I am just clawing my way. Like trying to not drown in the dirt yeah. that is physical media, just getting buried. Yeah. All right. And I'm really, up. I just, and there's no giving up. There's no giving up. But the problem is, while I'm not giving up, everyone else around me's giving up. The Best Buys, the Targets, like all of the, like just one by one, these places are are just totally given up. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the rare places that you still can get physical Blu-rays, they're ridiculously priced. Like they're actually they like MSRP.
1: Man. It's just it's so supply stupid. and demand. Is you know it's the that- it's the first lesson you learn in business class. They're, they're applying it. <laughs> I mean,
0: they're just, ah, oh, they're such Listen, band.
1: you're the one who's deciding to be physical. Uh, yeah, I am. And that's on you. Like, all of us have tr- transitioned. All of us have given up. All right, that's I'm true. done with physical. Yeah. The only physical goods I collect now are board games. I don't know if you heard about this. I'm a board game collector now.
0: I've heard that, I've heard that, yeah. Heard that.
1: yeah, yeah. I, literally, I brought out Trivial, Trivial Pursuit. I can never say that word. Trivial Pursuit, the Marvel, uh, like, Infinity Saga Edition. Brought that out to Kind of Funny Podcast that we recorded yesterday. Available right now on YouTube.com slash... No, Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming out tomorrow to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. Um, and, like, you know, did some, did some trivia. Hell yeah. I'm forcing other people to play my board games like on that. content.
0: I get that. Yeah.
1: I respect it. I force yeah, people to watch game movies.
0: Game. Sometimes I make it, people come to my house and watch them. Sometimes I'm like, Andy, I'm not letting you watch this on your TV. You need to come watch this on my TV. If
1: I... So... Since you're the like you're the creative mind here at kind of funny, right? Like you got like Appreciate a lot of the content that. plans in here. They're in here, how do I maximize this board game phase that I'm going through? Do I just bust them out on kind of funny podcasts? Like, I know obviously like we got to make the content has to be good if I'm going to play these board games. Yeah, on that, content. that's all that it is.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's the a hard biggest, thing. <laughs> the, the, the problem with board game content, and this mm. has always been true. Every time we try, it's getting people to understand the rules. Mm. making content out of board games is the same problem as just playing board games with people, which you is need fair. people to commit. Yeah. You need them to listen to the rules. They need to understand the rules. Cause the moment the rules take longer to explain than playing the game, then you mm. lost.
1: You lost. I why one thousand percent. That's why I can't get my friends to play board games. <laughs> so that's the problem. Yeah. So you figured that part yeah. out? Yeah. <laughs> then, uh. then let's talk. Plus, I'm just gonna let
2: you know. All I need is a refresher on how Munchkin works, and I'll play that Marvel. Munchkin let's fucking myself. go. Yeah. And I know
1: Imran. Like Imran's down to play board games because we've talked about it a while ago. Of like, oh yeah, come over and we'll play. So like, Barrett, me, you, Imran, oh, the Doncon, Alyssa, Rebecca Valentine, yeah. Alyssa. That's what, Tim Gettys. Michael games. Michael Hyam. I, like I don't know if he's a big board game guy. Is he? He can be. Like, I don't think he'll say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just down to clown. He's just, yeah, he's down for the vibes. Um, yeah, it's a good crew actually. We're doing okay. something here. Let's do it. And I also everybody. do like I now I have too many board games, so like I, now I gotta pick and <laughs> choose. But I do want to do like a big board game event slash just like I want to put on a show, right? Or just to put on like a board game day mm-hmm. where it is. Hey, like we're doing three rounds of different activities and we're divided into teams. and Whoever has the most points at the end wins. First thing is going to be tabletop games where we each come through with teams of four. And then like one person per team splits off and plays a board game with like the other people from the other teams. And whoever wins the most, right, gets the most points for that round. Second round uh, trivia. Right, and I you're pitting like my writing games right now there's games within games yeah, I want games within games I want to go crazy with the games right? I want to do a big deduction thing like a big like, game of mafia mm-hmm. I want to put on a show like a spectacle and it'd be a fun time I and I want to that. use the studio for it just so you know just yeah. <laughs> so you know it's going to happen yeah yeah, yeah 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 I expected I'm sh- that yeah, I'm gonna I didn't show expect up on a you st- were going to do it at <laughs> <laughs> you and Michael no yeah I was like we don't have enough space we don't have enough space but I'm going to show up on a studio on a Saturday and I love we're, it. we're going to make go. this happen
0: sounds good uh, but I have not got the, the Blu-rays yet but I, I need to um, I just don't want to pay like fucking $45 each for this bullshit, bless.
1: Find a different hobby. I don't have Let's give up. All all right.
0: too many hobbies. Um We got Cozy Bear saying, uh, for Tim, what are some of your most prized legendary, non-legendary Pokemon in Pokemon Go? I have a four star, so it's perfect. Mm. Perfect stats. Snorlax mm. with the nightcap. Now this is a big deal, bless. That's really cool. It's a big deal because most uh, Pokemon, like the costume ones, you they're like event ones. You have to go somewhere specific, and you get it. Mm-hmm. But some of them very rare. This is well, it's a bullshit. This is the microtransaction stuff. You have to buy a physical thing to be able to get it. So mm. it's like there was on, the only way to get one of them. I forget what it was. You had to buy um, Poke, to get a Mew. You had to buy Let's Go Pikachu. The um, Pikachu and Eevee. There was that Pokeball that yeah. so you could like, like yeah. control or whatever. That had a Mew inside of it. That's.
1: God, they got you. They, they, all, they, they got, they got, got us. They
0: got us. To transfer over to Pokemon Go, the Snorlax with the nightcap, the only way to get him is the new Pokemon Go. Uh-huh. Um, and you buy that because it, it was a tie in with Pokemon Sleep. So Snorlax with the oh,
3: nightcap. Oh.
0: And uh, you only get four of them if you do all the tasks. So because of that, it's super, it's like a, a very rare. Like you have to pay and you only get a chance to get four. Uh, so one of mine being perfect stats, that makes it rare. That's Congratulations! Good Thank for you. you bless. I, I
2: forgot about Pokemon Go
0: Plus Plus. Yeah, right. Forget. Remember when they added the second plus? I do that. I literally carry that thing with me twenty four seven.
1: I once went to Chipotle so I can get some more currency in Street Fighter Six, mm-hmm. and then I, I lost the receipt <laughs> that mm-hmm. the code was on, so I never got the currency. But I did have Chipotle. Yeah. Good. Good. I got one here from Cozy Bear, who writes in and says, "For Tim, uh, what are some of your favorite?" Sorry. What are some of your most prized? Le- well, that's the one you just did. I got one from Breezy Place. He says, "Tim, I just got an analog pocket. Do you have an oh. online store you recommend for GBA slash GB slash and other retro games?" Thanks. I started. Re- I stopped reading because I thought they were talking about like ROMs, and I was like, "I'm not going to talk about that." Oh, on it's show. funny. But they just talking you, about. Even after you
0: said it, I still thought they actually were. No, I don't. Um, there's there's a couple local game shops around uh, in the Bay Area that I go to. Um, like buy Game Boy games for the analog pocket just because like there's something about actually putting the cartridge in like it's dumb I don't mm. know why like there's there's ROMs. there's other ways to play it's totally fine but um there's something about it that's special um so I actually haven't bought too many Game Boy games I'm still on the hunt for uh Tetris Deluxe which was the, the Game Boy Tetris game but mm. that relaunched when Game Boy Color launched so it's like the color version I want a physical cartridge of that but I'm being weirdly timid and picky about it, where I don't just want to buy it online. Like, mm. I actually want to see it in a store and buy it, because mm. uh, Gia really wants to play Tetris. And I'm like, that'd be the best way to play. But, yeah, so I don't have any
1: suggestions. I'm sorry. If I don't get the analog 64 thing, I... I don't know what I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I might die yeah. if I don't get that thing. You, I want it to so try. bad. You're gonna have to try. I know, to and I'm it. usually I'm never that person who's like be. waiting on like this like refreshing mm-hmm. the things or like putting out the alerts. I'm not. I don't. I usually I don't want anything that badly. I want the analog and N64 that bad. I need it. Uh, dear Sixlit writes in. They super chat and they say regarding shit list. Do you think it's more important for lists to be industry industry correct uh, or to reflect the personality and taste of the writer? Of course, Shitlist is our Patreon show where we go through different top tens of different websites, right? Where they do the top ten single-player games, top ten open world, like all that stuff. Um, and we judge and critique the lists.
0: It's an excellent question here. And I, I feel like on Shitlist, we actually get into this a lot uh, very often where we are big fans when, when there's a voice or a vision to the list. Mm-hmm. So uh, it doesn't have to be like the industry standard or the most unique thing ever or anything in between. It's more looking at the list. Does it have something to say? That's what we're always asking. Like what, what are they setting out to do with this? Is this just putting things on like naming 10 things? Because by definition, here's 10 platformers and they're just naming 10 platformers. Like those lists are lame as hell. But like when somebody actually is trying to prove a point, and like I sometimes we'll look at a list and not like it, but then we start reading the the blurb a little bit about like why they they place this there and that there. It's like, oh shit, they had something to say with this. I respect that. Yeah. Oftentimes, that's the opposite. You know, I would say that like the list that we because we we rate the the list that we we yeah. look at, and the majority of them, I would say we are fairly positive on. It, but it's rare that we're like we loved that list
1: yeah. entirely. Yeah, and I think for the one of the ones that we loved entirely was what, what the top 10 best Nintendo games of all time from the gamer. And that's a funny one because, what, halfway through that list, I think we were like, this list is terrible. Like, yeah. what's going on here? And then by the time you got to number one, we are like, this list is fantastic. I see the vision. Yeah, I see because it had, it had, had a vision and had a thing it was trying to do. And I think it's, it's, it's the spectrum of, all right, is the list is industry correct, the most default list, like, okay, cool, the best open world game of all time is Elder Ring or Breath of the Wild or The Witcher 3, cool, y'all nailed it, um, to all the way on the other side of the spectrum where it is, oh, I am a very opinionated person, but I stand by them, and my opinions are good or have personality, right? Or you see the vision. Um, I think those are the two sides of the spectrum. And when you're, like, I think it's the ones that are in, like, the weird parts of the spectrum where it's like, okay, well, this is uninspired yeah. right where it is all right we're making like a list that's kind of industry standard but just with a couple hot takes in there i think those are the ones where it's like ah, whatever man yeah. like that's not that's not inspired but when you're, when you're doing a top 10 nintendo games ever and your number one is majora's mask and your number two is earthbound i respect that shit it, it's the
0: difference between hot takes and takes yeah you know what i mean like we like when there's takes being made yeah uh, with the hot take stuff that's when it's kind of like all right you're just trying to be different and like that i, I feel like it comes through like looking at the list, like you know when it's like, oh, that's an inspired take, and when it's like, ah, you're just you're just trying to get hot takes here.
2: become takes when there's thought and reasoning behind them.
1: Hundred percent. I mean,
0: that's, I think that's what takes are, right? Yeah,
1: I, I'm I'm opening up the gamers' ten best Nintendo games of all time, right? Because like, if you start at Number one, you got Majora's Mask. Number two, you got Earthbound. Number three, yeah, Super Metroid. Number four, Mario 64. Number five, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive. Six, Smash Ultimate. Seven, Kid Icarus Uprising. Eight, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Nine, Pokemon Emerald. And ten, Pikmin 3 Deluxe. That's somebody who fucking loves Nintendo. And they love Nintendo, and they look at their franchises, and there's not uh,
0: doubling up of Nintendo franchises, but they're choosing their favorite yes. of the franchise. Choosing Pokemon Emerald, you're saying something.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, choosing New Leaf over Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. the New Horizons, like, you're somebody who cares. Yeah. Because, like, like, we could have gone through that list it would have said New Horizons, and we wouldn't have batted an eye, right? We, we wouldn't have thought, like, a second thing. We we're like, okay, cool. It's the most recent one. Yeah. It's the most popular totally. one. Cool. New Leaf, I remember when that came out, and hearing how much people love that game, right? And, like, I'm sure this person has specific memories, specific things about New Leaf that they fuck with. Um, but on the flip side, it's not Smash Melee. It's Smash Ultimate. Like, yeah. It's, like, there's Thought being put into it, clearly. Yeah, they like Kid Kid, Ocarus Uprising. Like, they that's somebody who cares. That's somebody who, like, fucking plays Nintendo games. Because, like, not everybody's putting that. Most people are not putting that on their top 10 Nintendo games. So it
0: comes out again on a a good
1: system. You're going to love this game, Bless. It's awesome. I probably will. It's so fast-paced. It's so action-oriented. It's great. At some point, I got to do, like, maybe, like, a stream series. Actually, it'd be very difficult to do this via stream. But, like, Blessing catches up on 3DS games that he never played cuz he never had a 3DS or a DS or a GameCube. Like it has to be like blessings like Nintendo something where yeah. I just go back and play all the Nintendo games that I probably would love. And the, the Wii U freeze. didn't have yeah, Wii U. A lot of history for me to go back and experience. Let me close all these tabs that have Rolling Rascal trailers up cuz I now I can't find the thing. Um I got one from Street Shadow. was this? Yeah, Street Shadow. Uh, It says, with reports of a potential SIE full takeover of Bungie leadership, do we think free-to-play was the wrong model for Destiny 2? Would a FF14 model have been better? I think it's hard to say. Like, I, I think that
0: these different teams need the grace to try things and make the mistakes with it all because they're pushing new revenue streams forward that have never existed, and they need to figure out a way to be able to sustain getting gamers products that they love Mm -hmm. and being able to maintain paying a team to make those products until that balance is found it's just going to be a disaster and the more they have to go back to the drawing board the more problems arise so i i feel like going free to play for destiny 2 was a smart call at the time was it the right call looking back i'm not sure Mm -hmm. and i don't know that we will know for a while
1: like, yeah, it's hard to judge because I think it would take a Jason Schreier breakdown of, you know, things that they're talking about in those, uh, you know, in, in in those rooms, right? Like being able to be a fly on the wall, where it is, all right, what's the, uh, what's the impact of us being a premium game that's sixty dollars? All right, like years down the line, what is, what are the analytics that are telling us to go free to play? Because if you ask me, like I think free to play probably still is the right thing because it's a first person shooter, right? Like obviously of course it's this MMO like game, MMO lite game. Um, you know, it's multiplayer, it's all these things. But when you look at first person shooters in 2023, you got to go free to play, right? Call of Duty is free to play in Warzone, right? Not in base Call of Duty, but like Warzone is free to play. There's a free to there's a free way to play Call of Duty if you want to. Fortnite, the biggest game in the world, free to play. Um, Overwatch 2 is free to play. I know Overwatch 2 is in the pinnacle of success, right? But like every major first person shooter is free to play to some extent and i think there's a reason for that right i think the market is too competitive to not get people in at the ground floor and so much of the money is just being made off of post-launch uh continuous updates and expansions and all these things so i think i I would still think that like for destiny 2 you just got to really sell these expansions and make them hit i still think that's probably the right path for this kind of game but yeah like ff14 is successful as, as far as i understand we understand but like is FF14 the next one that we start to hear these stories about? Like, I, I, I think when we when we see the games that are when we see the companies that have these reports of either layoffs or like you know not making the money, it, it, I feel like it surprises us like a good amount of the time. So like if next year the story is all about FF14 not um, seeing the numbers that it has in the last couple of years, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, we got one from Devonte Chisholm who says, Bless, based on the trailer, could GTA 6 have the best black hair in gaming and raise the bar? They're already raising the bar on on Booty Tech. Um, this is an interesting one because I've only watched the GTA 6 trailer three times. I'm not like sat down and watched it a million times like I did with the GTA 5 trailer. Um, but like, it's funny because when I first watched that trailer, the first time I watched it, I was like, all right, cool, more GTA. Like I wasn't blown away on first watched. Uh, It just looked like more GTA than second and third time is when I was like, oh no, this looks really good though. Like this looks really good. Um, But I'm more impressed with the environments than anything else. Like when you see picture, like when you see the, the footage of like the cityscape and the buildings in the beach and like all, all that stuff, all those are the parts where I'm like, this looks fucking fantastic. Um, The character models still look like GTA character models to me. Like they look better. Wow. For sure. Look
2: at that. No, that's not GTA. The beautiful character models. What are you talking about?
1: I mean, not GTA Five character, but it looks. Okay. I guess it looks like a next gen version of GTA character models to me, mm. which like look great, but it aren't necessarily like. I don't think they're the best looking character models of all time. Like don't for me, know, I man, look at. I
0: think they're out there.
1: I I still I look at Horizon um, in the last DLC, Burning Shores, and like I think those character models look better. And I don't think that's like a. I don't think it's a bad thing, right? Like I don't think you need the best character models of all time, but like. Yeah, I think they look great, but I I don't think it's the I don't, I don't think it's the best thing I've ever seen. I'm also like a lot of these are cinematics too, and so it's hard I mean, to judge. I don't know.
0: I think a lot of I think it's in game. I don't think there's any CG cinematics.
1: You think they just? You think the? <laughs> go back to the twerking scene. Dude, you think this is just happening? I think so. In game. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that'd be dope. Yeah. If, I mean, if this if all this stuff is just like you know you're playing the game and somebody's tw- twerking with that level of detail on the car mm-hmm. then that'd be fucking sick that'd be incredible but i also just think it's it's i think a lot of it's just like you know it's a trailer like I, I i i think this is like the goal and i think what we get in our hands isn't necessarily going to look this good i think it is man i don't know Red dead, we'll that, see
2: man looks really good. like uh, you know i have my opinions about red dead too. but that game looked fucking awesome and that game came out five years ago
1: yeah, See,
0: um, JB uh, Bonificio says of the three modes, Fortnite's debuting this weekend, what's the most intriguing? The rhythm one for me,
1: for sure. Harmonics
0: making a controller based rhythm game with Eminem music, yeah, let's freaking go!
1: Let's go. I was so bummed out that I couldn't make it into the event. I tried to, and I was just too late, so like it, w- it wouldn't let me in. Um, but I saw clips on TikTok of like. Giant Eminem, <laughs> and I was like, "Man, this seems like a fun time. Yeah. What a fun thing!" But
0: I mean, well, so that event's different though than the game coming out though. Like the yeah. game, yeah, come, yeah, have yeah, you seen yeah, the game yeah. stuff?
1: I, I like, all I saw was the Guitar Hero, like, like you know, gameplay. note coming. highway. Yeah, that's Very all I saw. excited. Oh, but yeah, for me, I think it's the Rocket um, Racing game. I just want to see what it looks like. See what it is.
0: Uh, Michael Cardenas says, "Tim, how was Godzilla minus one? It was absolutely incredible. Yeah. I went in. I've heard good things about it, and I was like." Me and Roger were stoked on it. So we went together over the weekend and I expected it to be like a like four out of five,
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe a three out of five that I liked a lot. It's a five out of five, man. It is. Oh yeah. It is incredible. Like it reminds me a lot of God of War 2018 Top Gun Maverick in terms of what they, they did for their respective franchises. Like this reframes Godzilla for me. Like they just succeeded what the original goal of Godzilla was in a way that I didn't think was ever actually possible.
1: Oh yeah. I've like, I've not watched Godzilla since the one with Brian Cran- Brian Cranston. Yeah. I think that's the only Godzilla I've seen.
0: So The, the Brian Cranston one, mm-hmm. the first 10 minutes of that movie are utterly incredible. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it has cool moments, but yeah. otherwise is... Eh, it's cool, yeah. Right. Godzilla minus one is essentially the Brian Cranston bit, but for the entire movie. And they just, they just nail it with a beautiful bow on top. You're selling me on this. It's great, man. You got any more? DJ splits on says thoughts on rumors of arcane making a blade game.
1: I mean, I'd be not sick. Heard that. yeah.
0: Fucking hell. That's exactly what I would want personally.
1: I mean, I think that'd be sick as hell. I find it hard to believe. Let me, let me, let me type in blade. I arcane. mean, we were just talking about like, when are they going to announce something? Right. Cause like potentially they're announcing a game at game awards. That'd be yeah, freaking like, nuts. I mean, literally nothing is popping up when I type in when I Google Blade and Arcane. So I I don't buy it, but yeah, I think that'd be cool, right? I think Arcane, I think Arcane's style, um, just in terms of like art direction, it'd be cool to see a Blade thing be in that type of art style. Gameplay wise, I think that'd be fascinating because Arcane is like they make first person games. I'd be I find it I find it difficult to imagine them making like a third person action game. Um, but like if you do a first person Blade game, that is, and I don't. This is me not knowing much as much about Blade, but like. I'll think a stealthy um approach would yeah. be
0: really good for that. I think they could pull it off. Yeah. I think that'd be real, real sick. Uh we did our we don't have any more super chats, so mm-hmm. we're, we're we're done here. Just wrapping this up here. Real quick, I thought of something while you were talking about Final Fantasy XIV. What's up? During our uh, predictions episode yesterday on GamesCast, something that we didn't talk about. Final Fantasy 16 DLC. Oh, we didn't talk about that. You know, I mean like I, I don't necessarily expect it, but they've announced it. It's real, so I don't know. That could be exciting. I'm hopeful. It'd be a cool
1: place for it, right? Yeah. Like at the the place where you're nominated for awards.
0: And, you know, Square and Jeff, like, for the big Final Fantasy type stuff, in the past haven't really been that buddy-buddy, but at Summer Game Fest this year, they mm-hmm. did get the Rebirth trailer.
1: When do you think we get Final Fantasy sixteen DLC? Like, when do you think it's ready for, uh, to come out? I mean,
0: next year, right? Like yeah. Isn't that how DLC for those type of games tend to work?
1: Yeah. I mean, unless you're Elden Ring, right? But, like, yeah, like... If it's coming out, let's say exactly the year after it was coming out in June, I think right yeah like right Woo! now would be a really good time to talk about that's it. It's exciting,
2: and it's just far enough away from Final Fantasy VII Rebirth to not get like
0: yeah, not either. get trampled
1: by that. Yeah. yeah, true. Let's go. Let's go. This was fun. Bless. wait I got one that's like uh, this isn't a super chat, but it's like a sub one that I wanted to shout out real quick. Somebody says any thoughts on the new four-hour-long H Bomber guy video?
0: So many thoughts. I've never Definitely watched a
1: four-hour-long um, video essay before. This is my first time. And let me tell you, these things, whew, I understand it now. Because now I have a playlist that I'm like, I'm going to go and watch a bunch of four-hour videos. So have you
0: not watched the Tommy Tallarico one yet? No.
1: Bless. I think that might be up next for me. I, oh, I need, I need that, to watch that one. I had too. that, and then I got a bunch of um, uh, Tim Rogers videos. <laughs> I need to oh catch my up God, on. Because I never watched his like, um, to- Tokimeki Memorial video. Oh, you have a great And I've always wanted to, time. but I just, I've never... I, I, like, I've been scared. Yeah, it's yeah. daunting. I'm like, that's a lot of hours. But now I'm like, fuck, dude. The way I just I blaze through the through this H bomber guy video. So entertaining, so fascinating. The 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 tea is so hot. Yeah. The tea is piping. This this is a full four hours of reveals yep. and like just learning things about people being bad, dude. It's stealing content. Wow. I know
2: what uh, Altano said about the first twenty minutes, which is all about Philip Mewson, someone I used to work with. Um. That first twenty minutes was cringe, but also cathartic at the same time. Uh, it was just a, a, a weird trip back. Um, but now I'm on like the the one uh, YouTube creator who's just like rehashing documentaries. I'm on that part of the video. Oh and it's yeah, so is that, was that weird. Illuminati,
1: dude? Just wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just wait. It, it just it gets crazier and crazier. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: it's
1: definitely I'm taking a, a
2: bit by bit. And I, I I need to do the Tommy Tallarico one as well.
0: Yeah, y'all it's need good. to sort that out. Let's do a group watch. Check out the H-Bomber yeah. guy uh, videos there. They're very, 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 very yeah. good. And and bless, if you haven't, you're talking about Tim Rogers. At some point when you're done with all this, you got to go down the Brian David Gilbert rabbit hole.
1: Oh, I've watched a lot of his. I,
0: like You just got to, at some point, no matter how much you've watched in the past, uh-huh. just commit, start from the beginning and watch them all. It is a beautiful, beautiful Let's journey.
1: Let's go. Well, there you have it. That's been our Kind of Funny Games Daily Super Chat, Hype Chat post show for you. Uh, we got a stream happening right after this. So go over to youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, if you're on Twitch, you can just hang out. But YouTube, click the new link, uh, hang out, have fun during the stream. Until next time, I have a blessing. That's been Tim. It's been our pleasure to serve you.